I, I don't I, know. I feel like I think that before every podcast ever. As even it's the like, one that you co-host? Yes, absolutely. Maybe especially that one. <laughs> You're like, God, I'm not doing any of the heavy lifting with this. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm trying hard. I put the effort in. I just don't, you know. Someone's going to listen to this later? I don't know. I had every intention of doing an Eminem impression at the beginning of this episode to introduce the the episode number, but I've realized that my Eminem impression is not good, and I've already done it twice in discussion with people this season, so I don't think you need it another time. But hello, everybody. This is episode 43, and it is the seventh episode of the seventh season and it is the season finale of the Anhedonic Headphones podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Krein, a.k.a. Kevy Fly. And we've made it. What a wild ride it has been through season seven. Um, so if you'll indulge me and humor me at the end of this episode, I'll have some reflections, some thoughtful reflections on our time together this season and what might be happening in the future. But that will all be at the end. You've come here for a rollicking interview with illustrious guests. You have not come here for my thoughts and feelings about doing this podcast. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome to today's show my guest. He is a dear old friend of mine. He is also a podcast host. He's also a vocalist. It was really nice to catch up with him through this conversation and to chop it up about tunes. So, folks, as you were able, please put those hands together for my guest on today's show, Eric Bugler. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Like, I really appreciate you being willing to come up with a list because I know when I approached you, you were like, I have a weird relationship with music. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I hope you can cobble together a list of 10 songs and we can do this. Yeah, for sure. I'm super pumped to be here and to do it. Uh, and uh, yeah. before we before we get into the conversation, I for the folks in podcast land who might, I don't, I don't know how much of an audience our shows might share. Oh, who sure. Knows? Um, but do you want to just let people know who you are and what it is you do and where people might know you from since you also have a podcast? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on a podcast called The Avid Endorsement. It's all about movies and silliness. Uh, my name is Eric Bugler, and a lot of people call me Bugs. Bugs, the OG homie. That's I have known right. you for so long. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I was thinking about that, you know, while preparing for this. I was like, damn. And it's been a minute since I talked I know it to has you. Been, so I was it has like, been a minute. Yeah. When you asked, I was like, hell yeah, dude, just to, just to hang out. I'm down. It was, um, uh, it was, it's been cool listening to the show that I I've started listening to your, your podcast. Um, when I take my stupid mental health walks oh, that's and great. so it's been, it's been nice to be like tangentially 
hearing you because it's yeah, like it's right. been so long since we've hung out and i've been like yeah he's still got that energy like yeah man you're just a solid <laughs> like fun loving dude and that really comes through when y'all chop it up about movies yeah that's uh that's totally the vibe we're going for for better or worse we just uh you get to hang out with me and my buddy rob um who people might know uh if they're music fans uh sings acapella with a band called home free um, so he's, and he's like, verified on Twitter. So he's the real deal. Yeah, he's they're like, a you know, I always say they're like, like Q list celebrities or something like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're a legit deal. They do as legit as you can be singing country acapella. And I mean that that is with, a very with, niche market. Yeah, man. <laughs> with just all the love in my heart. I mean that. Um, Are you and, still do you still perform? Like, I mean, I know yeah, that dude. you had a group. Um, was it the Sound Exchange? Yeah, the is sound change. Nice. Okay, Very so good. you're uh, y'all are still doing that, or like, is that still a no, thing? No. So we had decided, kind of, you know how bands go they they break up eventually. It just happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or you go on, or you go on indefinite hiatus. Yes, this was not <laughs> indefinite hiatus. It was a planned <laughs> stop point that was like pushed up by the pandemic. So it really oh, forced sure. our hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, for closure, worked out pretty well for me. Um, you know, I was going to feel all these feelings anyway, but there was no chance of going back. So, you know, we didn't have to do the like you up texts late at night, you know, that version <laughs> of things. So, uh, so honestly, it worked out great. I haven't been performing a ton since that. I've been doing just uh, the podcast stuff and I'm this is kind of my weird relationship with music is I'm I'm kind of waiting for it to come back around and I definitely have always been more into music from a performing standpoint than from like a casual listener standpoint. Oh okay, okay. Which is kind of strange, I know, like um but it's been funny now that I'm not performing, I'm listening more for pleasure and it's uh it's been pretty is it great. Wild? Is it, yeah. 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 Some, it, yeah sometimes it's you been get really enjoyment cool. out of things. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And like um, yeah, I, I love it. Ahead. It's great. No, so that was it. Are you looking to start a new group or to like now that things are I'm doing big air quotes here, opening back up allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly for and sure. That things are I'm sprinkling allegedly's all over the keyboard. Um, you I mean, are you looking to get back into like forming another group now that it's kind of safe ish to do stuff like that? Or are you just going to like wait it out? That man, that's a great question. Uh, next question. No, I, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think, I think so. I think, you know, I was, uh, my heart was a little bit broken for a little while and it was like a totally, a totally amicable breakup. Everybody sure. was just kind of moving on. Um, but I think I've reached the point in my life where I'm, I'm going to, the next time I do music like publicly, it's going to be uh, for fun and for the joy of it rather than trying to also make a living at it. And oh, I'm sure I'm super into that prospect, to be honest, that that's has cool. been that's been charging me up. So, yeah, if uh, if anybody's looking for a, a tenor that sings acapella, <laughs> get at me. Um, we'll see what we can do. But, yeah, I'd love to start singing with a band or something. I'm not much of like a a music writer and really i can only sing and play a little bit of uke so i have a pretty finite set of skills i mean someone out there somewhere is probably looking 
you can fill a role. Yeah, for sure. I, I am pretty good with the crowd because I love hearing myself talk. So uh, you got that. Uh, if, if you, you need, need a hype man, man hit, hit, yeah. hit him up. <laughs> for real. I just told my buddies the other day, I was like, that's kind of my role for my friends. It's just their hype man. Like, I'm here for everybody. Everybody's doing great. Let's do this thing, you know? <laughs> so uh, you have picked 10 songs. I'm I'm re- really looking forward to talking about some of these with you. Some of these I was not super familiar with. Um Great. So it was cool to listen to these on my stupid mental health walks that I take <laughs> literally twice a day sometimes. I love it, dude. So what kind of metric did you use to um to pick these? Like yeah. where, where like where are they do they tell a story? Are they like your musical journey to wanting to sing and perform or like how did you do this this 10? It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of like songs that were on my Spotify most played list uh to be honest for some raw data <laughs> and then I kind of just tried to pick stuff that either like really was a snapshot of a time in my life sure, yeah, or a specific yeah. memory or set of memories. There you go. There you um, go. Or like some of these songs have kind of, they've, you know, have been at different points in my life. So I've like evolved with them, which I think is really beautiful and lovely. And uh, that so doesn't, that, that doesn't always, that doesn't always happen with, uh, with tunes. Like sometimes you it, latch yeah, on, right. you sometimes latch on to something, on, you know, and yeah. then you're kind of like, this is not hitting anymore and you yeah. got to leave it behind. And it's cool 100%. to like look back and be like, Hey, I appreciate what you did for me in the past fam. But then it's like, that's not me anymore. Like there's a yeah. lot of stuff from when I was younger that I look back now and I'm like, you know, I'm pushing 40 and that's not, this is not, <laughs> yes. can't do this. Dude. Yes. A hundred percent. And just fun to think about like, Oh, I can see that from a different perspective now, you know, yeah, that happens sure. with books and movies and all that yeah. stuff too, which is, it's great. And it's, the beauty of wisdom you get from being alive. It's one of the, one of the few perks some might say of, of staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have times. to think about that. Cause sometimes I'm like, uh, I didn't ask to be born. So like, yeah, but right? yeah, no, I'll, I'll think about that next time. One yeah. thing before we get into this, do you like, you watch so many movies for your podcast. Like, do you ever, are you ever like, man, I fucking hate movies or are you, do you go into each episode and like go into each movie that y'all are going to talk about and be like, yes let's fucking go like i like this i am here for this or are you ever like i just need a break from the motion picture i think it's a little bit of both to be honest i mean number one it's i get to hang out and chat with one of my best buddies in the world so like that's great and speaking of getting older and things changing us like having this reason to hang out and chat 
and like being able to schedule it out has meant a lot because otherwise <laughs> it's real easy to go like we have and not talk to someone that you generally like and yeah. genuinely enjoy for a really long time. A really long you time, know? yeah. Yeah. So that part of it's great. But yeah, there's there's times, there's some regrets in my life. One of them is I once did 365 movies in in a year so i watched a movie every day i heard you talking about that on an episode recently yeah that was that was not 2020 when you did that yes and that was my lament of that was i'm not great at planning and i did it the year before the pandemic when i was unemployed and so i said no to so many social engagements which is just all it's very okay but also like ah that would have been nice (laughs) ah damn damn dog um all right so the first the first tune you picked and like i remember seeing this cd cover like a lot places but tell me about this dude is mark broussard yeah broussard yeah yeah home what's and i like I don't know if this was familiar once I got into it, but I kind of felt like it was like, there's something very like it was, I don't think I had heard this, but I also was kind of like, this seems like something that I recognized, like more yeah. than just do, dude on the front cover. So home, where are we? Like, how are we beginning with this? Like, where is this falling into your life right now? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I think you it, it's totally possible that you would have heard this sort of tangentially because it was kind of a legitimate big hit, um, like a big-ish hit. It had radio play and was in a couple movies and stuff like that. Um, I heard about this. Uh, my friends in college were a big fan of him as a singer. And the first time I heard him, he's got this like dusky southern soul he, yes. rock vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I was just like, ooh, I I like that. And one thing you guys will you'll hear for better or worse again is I love the sound of soul. And he he's a soulful white man singing this stuff and he can really white on soul, guitar. baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's really great.
And this song in particular, uh, we got to sing it at one of our shows in uh, college with the, I was in a vocal jazz group that did like a sort of a musical review every year where we did like dancing and costumes and all that fun stuff. And I got to sing it with Rob, who's been mentioned a couple times already, uh, and the rest of the crew. And it, it's just really fun. This is the guy like, it, at, at least at that point when I was sort of finding my voice, he was the voice I wished I had <laughs> for a lot of years, you know? Um, and I it's just funny, think- It's funny you say right. that because I don't, I don't sing. I've never, I have never tried except in the car, like along to pop music or whatever. Um, But I've never like taken vocal lessons. I don't know how to read music. I don't like, and none of that, but there, it's funny that you mentioned like the voice you wish you sounded like, because they're, uh, you know, do you know this, the R and B singer Maxwell? Yes. A little bit, not like a lot, but yes. His, he sings in like a falsetto ish most of the time. Yeah. But he occasionally drops down to his like a lower kind of what his speaking voice is. Yes. And I'm like, if I could sing, I'd want to sound like that. I want to sound buttery and smooth, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it, there's like this, like this very visceral power to it when he does it. He doesn't do it often. So when it, it happens, it's very surprising. Yeah. And I'm just like, it, when he does it, it stops me in my tracks, and I'm like, "Damn, Maxwell! Like, if I could do that at all, that would be so cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think I felt similar ways about Broussard. Like, and for me, it's like when he really gets into it, and he's like the like, "You don't know nothing about this," and he just does all that stuff. It's so fun. I just think it's it's so great. And I've seen him in person a couple times. Uh, part of my sort of weird music relationship is I don't always love going to shows. Um, I'd rather be in them. Um, Oh, I just have debilitating anxiety. So like, well, there's a little bit of that. (laughs) I don't really like the crowds, the getting there, the parking, the, what this third. Um, So like, it's sometimes tough for me to enjoy it in the moment. Cause I'm like, damn we're gonna hit traffic on the way yeah, home yeah right right you start thinking about all those other things oh but man. like what uh, my wife i mean she when she goes to a concert especially when she sees like a film that's really moving she also is like she has that kind of thing that you do where you're like she's like oh i wish i was doing that yes i wish yeah, oh like i wish i bit, right? I, I, I wish yeah. I, oh i wish i could make a film like that or like i wish I, like oh that concert was so good i i can't play an instrument that yes. well so, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so um but yeah, I've seen him. He's just so great. I lo- and so I've seen him live a couple times, which is saying a lot for me. And <laughs> that dude also just after seeing him live, I was like, oh, he rips on guitar, which is, the, I mean, singing is one thing because I can kind of do that. Like I'm maybe not, you know, the best at it in the world, but I get it. But like guitar is still black magic to me and I love it, you know, just in the best way. Uh, I mean, yeah, so, get like playing yeah. like lead guitar or like complicated yeah. guitar Crazy. yeah i'm just like how are you doing that like how do you make your fingers move that fast yeah yeah how do you remember you keep it in rhythm you're I like know. It's, you've got whew. this attitude it's so sexy i love it like good for you <laughs> this is great yeah man And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see 
Stand by me. First, I got to ask you, have you ever heard Tracy Chapman's cover of this? Oh my God, yes. I sometimes I like to think about that and then I like to think about Fast Car and then I report myself for being an emotional terrorist. <laughs> no doubt. You're really taking I, yourself for a ride. I know. Sometimes like I I when I don't remember how I found out about her cover of Stand by Me, but I started playing it and then I immediately I was like I shouldn't have done this. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> what am I doing? What have I yeah, done to myself? Yeah, yeah. Although I will say again like Sometimes that's what I want. Like I want to feel. Oh yeah, everything. for sure. I yeah. want to. I want it to hurt. I don't know if it's like a. Like I just want to feel like I'm alive. I just want to feel anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. Truthfully. Yeah. So Benny Benny King, stand by me. This is a, a an absolute classic. I love this. I love this song so much. Yeah. I was very happy to see it on the list here. So kind of. Uh, in terms of, I mean, we open with something kind of more modern and Larry like rocky bluesy twangy soulful then we move into like classic classic r&b yeah where how do we get to benny king and stand by me what's your relationship i don't know man like this song has just always been around and that's part of what i love (laughs) about it like it i probably i heard it in a movie the first time or something um and just like it's just so beautiful and effortless and like you said part of why i love it is it's been covered in so many fun different ways throughout the years as well uh it's just like the tune is evergreen as far as i'm concerned but his version specifically like that little the like i don't know if it's a clave or a ratchet or something but the yeah that whole thing is just I love it so much. It could be hokey in the wrong hands, but it's just perfect in that. You got that really crazy like triangle beat that's happening at the beginning. It's like do 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 ding, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I love it. It's just so classic. But yeah, it's just been around forever and it was like one of the first songs I remember hearing that I sang along with and I was like I was like, "Oh, maybe I can sing." Like this is kind of <laughs> fun to you know bop around on and like it's just such a great message and it's so happy and I don't know. It's I really I've always yeah. loved the sentiment of this song. I don't remember how I came to like I mean like, I was obviously familiar with it for right. like I mean it's just like it's one of those things that's in the zeitgeist, no matter who you are, like you know the song. Yeah. But I came to it at some point as an adult and I was like, I like this a lot and the sentiment means a lot. And from like a performance standpoint, the at the end when he kind of like is backed away from the microphone and pushes his voice out to it. I love moments like that because I mean, he knows how to use his voice as an instrument Yep, and it's just cool when people, there's like a raw, honest kind of like the facade of like the performer drops away a little bit and you kind of like let into, it's like, that's not a trick that everyone is going to notice. Like they're going to hear it and not be like, Oh, listen to this production on this. But for somebody who like me who labors over how something sounds it uh it's so cool to hear that kind of a an a honest moment in a song yes. especially something so old like you hear that shit all the time now yeah and it's like okay whatever but like something <laughs> from yeah something from this long ago when they were playing with that kind of like uh something so intimate it's just yes. it's so compelling to me yeah, it almost feels like it gives you that emotion of like he couldn't help it. 
like that yeah, flowed exactly. out of him, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love like, that sentence. A lot. I mean, so like great. Michael Jackson does stuff like that all the time, or like he he like the microphone clips because he just was like going for it yes, too much. Like there's right. like little things you can hear, um, that like there's like a human connection. Yeah, to the, I love yeah. that. And and you know, especially thinking back, like maybe they only had one take on it, so maybe he was playing it a little safe at the beginning, yeah, and then yeah. he kind of just let it go. Yeah, I love that yeah. vibe so much. And this was, you know, speaking of personal memory, we sang this in the group uh, with the guy who I got introduced to you with. Um, oh, up, with up till two. Back in the day, uh, up uh, till two. Yeah. Donovan, OG homies. Yeah, so that's we should probably, for folks at home who care about oh, two, yeah, right. two podcast hosts chopping it up <laughs> who seem to know each other because it's not like usually this, so this podcast, I don't know if I explained it at all when I approached you about it. I've been doing this for a couple of years. It started out with me interviewing my coworkers and being like, Hey, do you like music? Can you talk about music? Yeah. And I would have them over to the house and we would just sit down and talk about songs like this. And then I started to run out of coworkers that I wanted to talk to. <laughs> and then yeah. so I started interviewing like friends in town and then the pandemic happened and I was like, Oh, I don't really want people in my house. And For so sure. I started using this remote service and kind of reaching out to people that way. So I was like reaching out to old college friends. And then it dawned on me that I could start like cultivating these connections with people I didn't know. And it was like, I wrote a review of an album of somebody they contacted me and were like thank you so much for being so thoughtful yeah i'd be like hey do you want to do this podcast with me that's perfect and so it started being like me talking to people that i admired who are just fucking strangers or just like people <laughs> yeah, who are internet totally, friends totally and so this i've been kind of mixing it up with like people who i consider like i'm I mean, like some people who I've interviewed, I would consider famous people. They are very humble and they're like, I am not famous. I'm like, right. I have your vinyl record upstairs in my turntable. I think you're famous. Um, but so the kind of like, it's cool to go back and talk to people who I have an actual like personal rapport with someone who I knew in person. You and I have known each other for 
probably 14 years, 15 years, something like that. that, Right. Yeah. Uh, We used to run in the same crew, the dangerous nights crew. um, (laughs) Man, I missed that crew. (laughs) We, we used to, we used to bang with the same crew. You were in a group up till two uh, with Donovan Germain, the homie. Yeah. Um, And so I used to hang with him and a bunch of friends that he and my wife all kind of had. And we would watch, we, we, (laughs) we would watch, bad intentionally bad movies so great together for the sake of them being like it was like we would pick a bad movie and we would all watch it together as a whole thing so that was you got invited into the fold and that's how that's and that was in like 2008 yeah i warmed myself in there real nice it was perfect (laughs) but yeah up till two that i you guys were man you guys sounded sharp like i we went to a couple of your shows and i think there's a theater in St. Paul. Y'all played it a couple yeah. of times. Yep. Like, and yeah, the gremlin over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Up till two. I, I think I remember y'all doing stand by me. Cause um, yeah, it, it really was... lends itself well to a vocal oh, group. It's so perfect. And, and I got to sing the lead on it, which it was the first lead I had with the group. And this was like my first semi pro group. And I just remember the first time we sang it, it was like, Oh, okay. Like <laughs> again, like, Oh, maybe, maybe I could do this. I don't know. Like, all right, cool. And now I've sang it, you know, this song 9 million times on cruise yeah. ships and, and through other gigs. And it's always special. I just love this song so much. It's so great. Um, are you ready to move into Aretha? Oh, always. Let's Love do Aretha. That. Love Aretha. Respect. Put some respect on her name. Mm. Um, I mean, this song really needs no introduction. This is an iconic song, an iconic performer. Right. Um, how are we getting into this one with you? Uh, again, I think it's so funny, like thinking back on it, because I don't know if I would have said I'm a movie guy, but I like a ton of these older <laughs> ones are from movies, man. Like they're from movies. <laughs> Before I'm I started a, the podcast, I was, I was like, I'm not a, I'm not a movie guy, but I, I host this podcast about movies. Right. And I, I am now definitely a movie guy. That would be me, uh, be, that would be me saying that I famously don't like music and that's all I write about yes, and yes. all I spend my money on. And you write beautifully about music, by the way. I oh, bless your heart. Bless, I bless don't, your heart. I didn't say that at the top and I should have. You are a <laughs> great okay. writer. Oh, I often, thank you. Because I don't listen to a lot of music don't know the stuff beforehand sure of uh, course That's the point. but it's always really accessible and great it's really fun oh, thank I think you you're oh very talented, thanks so. thank you man oh. yeah for sure Shucks, dog <laughs> yeah sorry i don't mean to butter your bread right in the middle of the, <laughs> of the thing here, but. That's why I have people on the podcast because i want them to just shower me in compliments boy i hear that i hear that <laughs> <laughs> um so what movie what movie is um or this song in because well, I, I i mean think it was in blues brothers at least mm, she sang a lot mm, of blues brothers and i so I don't remember for sure if she sang this but no so famously in the blues brothers film which is one of my favorite movies because i yeah. grew up in i grew up in illinois so that is very near and dear to my heart 
Um, she sings um, You Better Think. Oh, yes. Think about what you're trying to does. do to me. She sings it yes. to her husband, Matt Guitar Murphy. Which is um, great. Oh. And so in Blues Brothers 2000, she there is a slightly updated version of Respect that is sung because so many people were like, yes. you guys had Aretha in the movie and she didn't sing Respect. Yeah, that's absurd. So, yeah. It's too bad that they put her in Blues Brothers 2000 to do that because that movie is unwatchable. Yeah, it's not good. It would fit right <laughs> in at Bad Movie Weekend for sure. <laughs> the really sad part is I think I saw that one before I saw the original. Which oh, is, I I saw, I mean, the original was on TBS when I was a child and we taped sure. it off of TV. So yes, I, I had dude. a VHS tape and I, I watched it and I loved it. And obviously oh, when man. I saw like the unedited the unedited version i was kind of like oh wow there's a lot of this that i shouldn't be seeing and a lot of this is not on tv <laughs> and my parents are wild delinquent for just like letting me watch this yeah man. but um yeah. blues brothers 2000 i saw that in the theater and i remember i was like 14 or 15 and i was kind of like yeah this ain't it like this yeah, is not <laughs> it's not the one it's not, not it the one. for sure yeah um, um have you seen have you seen amazing grace the aretha franklin like concert film where she's Ooh. like performing I in, so. I think it's like, it's like a, go, it's like a gospel performance. Oh, I mean, that sounds incredible. And I, I don't know do what that. streaming service has it right now, but um, yeah, it's, it's good. I, I hear it's, I have not watched it. I have read a lot about it. Um, I hear it's incredible. Man. So if you're looking, you, I know you have like mad streaming services. Because yeah. Hell yeah. Like your job. <laughs> we got them all. So you <laughs> you have yeah, the ones that like that. nobody right. even fucks with. You're yeah. like, I got Roku TV, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, amazing. <laughs> We're ready. Uh, yeah, this, you know, it's funny. This one is one that I was like, I don't even have like a great story. I sing the song at karaoke sometimes just when I want to be kind of a jerk. Uh, (laughs) but honestly, like I've always just loved this song and my like big dream back in the day was to be a backup singer. And I just think Aretha is the best in the world. So I just couldn't do a podcast about music and not talk about her. That's okay, man. She's great. Like her, she is just like nothing but hits, man. So oh, she's perfect. And, so and hearing her sing gospel is like better than any of her actual like studio hits. It's just the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there's, um, there's a, man. there's, I, there's two essays that I read by Hanif Abdurraqib about Aretha Franklin. They're both in the book, A Little Devil in America. One is about Amazing Grace and one is about her funeral. Ooh. 
but yeah, so, I, I just think she's the she's probably the best singer that's ever existed. I mean, she's yeah. just perfect. She's so great. I love her. Yeah. Yes. Superstition, talking book, a mm. fucking phenomenal album. Mm. Um, from his like unstoppable run of albums in the seventies. Right. This dude was nuts. I know he had he just could not be stopped until he made that soundtrack after uh, Songs in the Key of Life, and then people were like, "Wait, what are you doing now?" Yeah. What is? Do you know what uh, I'm talking about? I do, but I don't remember. Obviously. But anyway, people did not get it. Anyway, Stevie yeah. Wonder, Superstition. <laughs> um, where kind of how are we getting into this one? Is this more just kind of like things from always being around and kind of always being aware of Stevie Wonder? Or? I, I think to some extent, but this specifically okay. was like coming into college, coming from a small town where it was all white people, you know, to like a semi bigger place where there was some folks of color around. And just really wanting to immerse myself in music and, and like, you know, that like Southern soul R&B always spoke to me. And so I really went for it and I just, I dove into Stevie and I loved it so much. Another dude I just wanted to sound like so badly <laughs> in my whole life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the one story I thought of that, that made me think of this song and just how much it has meant to me was when I was in the college group, we sang... Uh, we like opened up for another acapella group that was in town, a professional group. And they like to have someone from the opener. If, if they have anybody that can, that can do it, sing a verse on their closer, which was always Mm -hmm. superstition. And so me again, and my buddy Rob um, Mm -hmm. got to sing a verse each. Oh, wow. And afterward it was super cool. It felt like very big time. And, and I will say, I mentioned Rob a lot. Rob is, I'm not just being modest. He is, a thousand times the singer that I am. Like he is an incredible singer. I'm not saying I'm bad. I I think I'm pretty good, but he's incredible. So like we both sang it. I understand they were afterwards. They talked to both of us. They were mostly talking to Rob, but I really glommed onto it. And uh, they were really like, you guys could do this. If you wanted to perform like in groups like this and go ahead and make a living, you're both good enough to do it. Absolutely. And that just meant a ton to me at the yeah. time. And, and, you know, I, I then did it for like 15 years and then 
who knows how many more yeah, in the who future, knows, yeah. right? So, uh, so I didn't realize you had gone to college with Rob. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, we've been buddies since two thousand four ish. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we got time. He's, he's not getting rid of me at this point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Stevie Wonder perform at all? No, I've never gotten to see him. I really would like to, but again, like if I do go to shows, I like small shows and you're not seeing Stevie at a small show. No, I was going to say, we went to see him, he in 2015 in the before times, the long before times. Nice. He was touring where he would do songs in the key of life from start to finish. And That's he came to the tar- we came to the tar- he came to the target center and nice. we we went and uh it was cool. It was, was really it good? good. Yeah, it was really good. He nice. sounded really good, the band was really good, he's really funny. Um Yeah, he is really yeah, you're right. I love that yeah. about him. Yeah, it was cool. It was, I mean, it was long because I mean, that's like a double album. And- yeah, yeah, it's not short by any means. And then there's like the EP of extra songs. If you have like the original vinyl pressing of it, there's like, oh, a, th- cool. there's like a third record with a couple extra songs on it. So he did some of those too. And we were oh, kind of damn. like, whoo, this is going to be a late night. <laughs> yeah, we're really here, I guess. Yeah. All right, but yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. He does Superstition as the encore too, because it's like the song everyone wants to hear. Oh, and it's like, so good. That bass line yeah. is just. Mm-hmm so yeah. sick and uh again i just love him when he just does the like i love him i think he has a gorgeous voice anyway but when he like lets it kind of go out on him a little bit you know like he he like lets the he lets the line out a little bit farther and he does the like that month, oh, baby. like all that yeah. stuff is just oh yeah. uh, it's just the best it it really ignites something in me that just i love that part of his musical talent it's just yeah. beautiful Oh. Talking book is still good too because it's got some deep cuts on it. That's um, that's a great album. I have like his run of seventies albums on, so LP, cool. on 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 LP because they're just like every song is great, whether it was Dang. a single or not. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just listen to all his albums again. That yeah. would be fun. He's, I mean, he he had some he had some spotty ones in the eighties, but sure. like his his he had a good decade where things were really popping.
Yeah. So we're we're really switching gears with this next one. Yeah. Because we're getting weird. into. It gets well, weird. it's not weird. It's it's <laughs> it's not weird. It's it's I mean it's orchestral. So we're we're drastically switching gears. Yeah. And this is, uh, the Adagio for strings. Yes. Samuel Barber. Yep. Leonard Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah. What now? This sounded hella familiar to me. And yeah, so this has I'm, been in a million things. That's what I thought. I was kind of like, out. I bet this was in a movie. I was just like, this sounds like a movie. Yeah. How do like the most so, famous one is Platoon? I think I've never seen Platoon. Actually, I haven't either. But um, <laughs> I know it's also. Do you ever watch New Girl? This is a really weird reference. If you, I haven't. have. Um, I've watched a couple seasons of it. I, okay. It's funny for as much as I didn't like it, some of the jokes from it have worked their way. Yeah. Right. Into my like daily sense of humor oh i love that which ones Can um there's <laughs> there yeah there's um <laughs> sometimes i used to talk about my driving moccasins oh um, yes <laughs> but the there's oh, the man. there's the episode where like uh zoe Deschanel goes out like on a date and someone is like you didn't how many times did you do the kermit voice and <laughs> yes. she goes once or twice Once and twice. <laughs> i do the, i make like a weird kermit voice a lot of the time usually sure. when i'm talking to the dog sure but um it's just a thing that happens and so i'll be like once or twice and <laughs> that's so like, great that was fucking like 12 years ago that uh. i first discovered that but it's like so yeah i have new girl to thank for like a very esoteric joke in my uh. everyday report so what was this used God, in, in an in an episode of new yeah. girl so it's a really dumb premise but damn it it made me laugh i love new girl it just it makes it's me very it's pretty wholesome ways. like it's yeah. very charming it really i think yeah. it really is um at one point the they're kind of trying to hold on to their their friendship and their youth together um which is the thing i can identify with and they decide they're gonna have a spa day the three <laughs> gentlemen so that they can like have something that they do together but you know schmidt gets in there yeah. and it turns into spa day and part of this spa day is Schmitty. Brazilian Brazilian waxes. Oh God! And they all agree to do it. And then this song plays. This super dramatic orchestral yeah. piece plays while they're screaming because they're in pain. And uh, it's just it's such a good joke. I love it. That's not why I picked it for this. I was going to say that's but... a very that's a very specific reference you're making to an episode of New Girl. I yeah, I'm a man of specificity. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I, no. just re- I just really like New Girl, bro. Uh, Come on, bro. I love New Girl. Let me tell you about Samuel Barber. Um, <laughs> I actually sang a a, a choral a choral version of this. I guess is the right way to say it. Oh wow! In wow. college, and it was it, it still to this day one of my favorite experiences ever. Um, uh, well, you said you're not really a singer, so singing in a choir is so cool and so different than just singing in real life. It's really like a, like the sum of it is more than its individual parts situation. Sure. Um, and I just, this piece was kind of the first like classical piece that I was really like, Oh damn, like this is cool. And getting to perform it really made me get into all the little pieces of it. It's super long. Um, mm-hmm. But my favorite part about it is it just keeps like ratcheting up the tension. Like it just keeps going and going. And <laughs> even at like the climax of the tune, there's that one more step that the strings can make and then silence. And then it continues. Oh, I just love it so much. It's just so sick. 
and I have a little bit of uh, synesthesia. I don't know if anyone's ever had that that's been on or talked about it. Um, sometimes people can see music like in colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you know about synesthesia, I'm sure. Yeah, I know. No, I don't think any of my the, anybody has talked about that before, but I also have no, I don't ask every guest. Yeah, if they have it's it. a weird thing. And I'm like, what's your, what are your pre existing conditions, right, bro? Right. I, I, it's such a weird concept that I didn't even know I had it until pretty recently when I was talking with uh, some other musician friends about songs. And I was just like, it was actually in a rehearsal. And I was like, that chord's wrong. I don't know why. And they like kind of kept pressing me about it. And I was like, well, like the texture's wrong. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And that was all I could do. And they were like, Oh, so you've synesthesia. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. That's like colors and stuff. Right. And they were like, no, you just described it as a, like a textile or a tactile, not a textile, tactile, like thing that you could feel. And I was like, Oh yeah. And I've realized that's kind of how it's not like quite a thing you see. It's a thing you feel almost. And it's, I, I don't even know if it's real to be honest, but textures is it a, music, is it a, is it a liberal up. hoax? It's a liberal it hoax. It could isn't be a it? liberal hoax, man. You know, like we probably should stop talking about it in schools because it's just going <laughs> to teach kids to make bad choices. This kid, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by QAnon. Yeah, we're gonna go QAnon. to we're gonna go free those kids from that pizzeria after we're done talking. I do I do a, a different podcast. It's called the Joe Rogan Experience. So check it out. <laughs> I'm just asking questions, bro. I'm just asking questions. Fucking Joe Rogan. Fucking Joe. Yeah, I know. What an idiot. <laughs> Ugh. black and white try to keep an open mind but I just can't sleep on this tonight stop this train I wanna get off and go home again I can't take the speed it's moving in Someone stop this train Don't know how else to say it Don't want to see my parents go One generation's length away From fighting life out on my own we're so we're switching gears again we are we i feel like this is the one you're gonna judge me the most for no not at all not at all i get no so here's the thing here's the thing is i don't judge anybody who unless somebody picked an eminem song then i would probably judge be a little judgy lose yourself Um, is a jam though like we gotta admit (laughs) you're like can we all just agree that mom's spaghetti is on my sweatshirt Skibbity B, everybody yeah. in the 313. No, God, um, I love that so much. I, so John Mayer had someone, another person who picked a John Mayer song, a friend Hell of mine, yeah. 
uh, a couple of years ago and when I was like cutting the show together and like prepping it, I had listened to a little bit of it and I was like, this is okay. Like I don't personally fuck with John Mayer. Yeah, like totally. uh, some of his tunes uh, are like the soundtrack to my freshman year of college. Yes. And that's cool. Kind of. <laughs> I've kind of left that there. Yeah. Totally. So I don't really follow him. Um, but I listened to this and I was kind of like, yeah, John Mayer, like people like John Mayer, my, the podcast, People coming onto the podcast with their taste in music is not opening it up for me to be like, yeah, no, I I'm not going to roast sure. you for listening for to sure. John Mayer. This is for a chance for people to talk about why they like stuff. And I don't give it like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. Talk Which about I John love. Mayer. Listen, listen to John Mayer. All you want my G. Like there's so many things that I listen to that I'm sure people will be like, why are you like that? Yes. Why are you, why are you listening to so much girl pop? Are you okay? Oh God. Girl pop. We're gonna get into that later. I know. I'm Woo! so. I am so excited. So excited. Oh, I kept it for the closer. For a I'm gonna. I feel like I need to make it a d- prerequisite of the show. I'll be like, everybody gets an eleventh song. Uh, eleventh yes. song, but it has to be Carly Rae Jepsen. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. That'd be. That's a oh. great rule. That's a great rule. They'll be like, I don't like Carly Rae. I'm like, well, you can't come on the show. Oh, I'm now. sorry. You're not welcome, man. Tough shit. <laughs> Uh, so stop this train, John Mayer. How I mean, do you listen to a lot of John Mayer? Do you like uh, this kind of like adult contemporary singer songwriter stuff? Is this kind of your wheelhouse? I do like the vibe. Um, <laughs> not so much. A, I, I feel like he's had some questionable interactions with uh, ladies. It seems. Oh like. yeah, he's a real like real sex yeah, pest. That think, sucks. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not all about that. Unless everyone's having a good time, then do what you want to do. You know, whatever. Um, but this, I think he's just, I think he, I feel like I, I know he's a bit of a Lothario. Yeah. I think, I think he's just like kind of fast and loose with it. Right. Like basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's a sex pest in the way that like other, like Ryan Adams is a sex pest. Um, yeah. But yeah. I know he's got like a rep. John Mayer has like a bad reputation. Agreed. And if nothing else, he's at least not very nice to ladies in they it's either he's a dick or he like they don't communicate well and then things go poorly. Like yeah. I don't know where in that in that <laughs> range it falls uh, and I've been guilty of all of that, so I get it. <laughs> like cuz sometimes you don't know either. But anywho, uh that is I mean those are those are opportunities for what I like to call growth. Yes. Yes, and I have had lots of opportunities for growth <laughs> in my life. I've even taken advantage of a few of them. But <laughs> Um, yeah, I like the vibe. I think he's a, first of all, he's a great guitar player. I really, really love it. And I think he's got a super interesting voice. Although I've heard, I've never seen him live either. And I've heard that he's not super great live vocally. Um, just because he, his instrument can't hang like that. Like the same that some people can, like, you know, Ozzy Osbourne could sing like he does every day for, 70 years or whatever he has at this point and sound pretty much the same it sounds like john can't do that Had a talk with my old man 
Anywho, uh, this is going to get a little serious. I hope that's oh, okay. okay. That's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, buddy, this is the trust tree. Oh, and yeah. So many people have talked about like family trauma and stuff on this show yeah. in the past. So, and we it's, are, nothing I mean, like, it's nothing like that. Um, and I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. There's an entire legitimate uh, segment of our show where I talk about how many times I cried for every movie that we do. So, I know. it's a thing. Um, okay. But yeah, this this song hit me in college um, really big. And my dad was sick at the time. Um, he's super cool since. Uh, he got a kidney transplant and it's lasted longer than they thought. He's still kicking. He's still feeling pretty good. Like it's all gravy. But at the time when I was listening to this album, Continuum, the, the whole album really, and this song in particular, I uh, wasn't sure. And that was yeah. scary. And it yeah. was... I was young, but not that young anymore. And like, you know, just that kind of transition phase. And this song just meant a ton to me. Oh, I just loved it so much. And just some of his lyrics were just the greatest. And like we talked about the evolution of a song within our own experiences yeah. and, and like uh-huh. what we bring to the table when we listen to something. That's a thing I've thought about a lot after being in music for a long time. It's like, it's not enough to write something that's great. It's also you have to set the table for people to bring where they're at as well in all things, you know, involving art. And I think that's a beautiful concept and I really like it. Um, but yeah, when he does the once in a while when it's good, it'll feel like it should. And they're all still around and you're still safe and sound. And you don't miss a thing till you cry when you're driving away in the dark. Ah. Oh. I mean, that line is just perfect. And I can remember driving away from my parents' place, not knowing if I'd see my dad again and crying while listening to that. And it's just beautiful. Like, and now it's a fond memory and it wasn't yeah. that at the time, but uh, it is. And it's just, uh, I just love it. I just think he does such a good job in that vulnerability space with this song. I just love it. I love it. Yeah. This then, is not a, was this not a, this wasn't a single, was it? Like, I was not familiar with this. Boy, all, I don't so. think so. I think okay. this was like track, I would say like track big deep three cut. or something. This is a big deep cut energy yeah. on yeah, Continuum. That he didn't tour on this, but he would play, you know, like, <laughs> he'd play it when everybody needed to go to the bar and get a drink or something, you know? Like, that's, we buried this in the set list for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, But yeah, and then just the growth over time, like, when he talks about he doesn't want to see his parents go and then he had a talk with his old man and his dad said turn 68 you'll renegotiate don't stop this train don't for a minute change the place i'm in 
and I really like, damn, I identify with that now that I'm an older man too, you know? Like, yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is some real stuff right there. Yeah. I was like, I was kind of struck by how heavy duty this one was. I was, yeah. not, antici- I was not anticipating that when I was, when I was listening. It's very earnest in the best ways. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and this is definitely one, like a song that we talked about earlier where you're like, I just want to, I want to hurt a little bit right now. Oh yeah, but in yeah. a good way. And this that this is one of those songs for me for sure. <laughs> uh, I just love it. But yeah, I it just meant something to me at that point in my life, and and it still like takes me back there, but in a nice way. And it's not dark and scary anymore. It's like yeah, oh, no, that's, that's good. That's kind of just part of the process. That's and, really good that you can um that like you've taken this with you and that it like yeah. the meaning has changed because like yeah. there are so many things that it's representative of a time and not a great time. Yeah. But then you can't parse it out from that not great time. And so like when you hear it, you're like, Oh, I'm right back into that place Yeah. of thinking about something terrible. And it's, and, it's bittersweet in a lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like I had a friend whose dad was also sick at the same time. So we got super close and, you know, cried on each other's shoulders and her dad passed away and my dad lived. And so there was all those complicated, you know, situations, but we're still super tight. I actually just saw her and her new baby girl the other day. Like, and it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of beautiful thinking about how relationships can be formed and people can come and go, whether it's death or just life or whatever, but it doesn't change what they were at that time. And it doesn't change the way you can choose to view them in some circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's trauma and people are awful and there's a number of things and I'm not downplaying that and just telling everyone to like, just choose to be happy and it'll be fine. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to relay at all. So if it sounds like that, I'm sorry, but, uh, I had never thought, try to be happy. I've never thought of that before. Just try it. Have you thought about that? Like, fuck you, dad. My my my, My therapist has not brought that up. Yeah, I'm sure I've actually worked pretty hard on this. So screw you, I guess. Um, yeah, no, but just the like one of my credos of life is just like, hey, glean any sweetness you can get out of this shithole of life sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not even in a bad way. I think I'm pretty lucky generally in life. I don't have a lot of like brain chemistry stuff that's working against me. And I've been pretty, I've had it pretty easy in the grand scheme of things, but still, life is hard, man. Yeah. It's oh, hard. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, hard yeah. sometimes. No. So, yeah. Yeah yeah cool thanks for getting real man i appreciate it I'm yeah glad, like i'm glad you were willing to, like some people who like people come on the show sometimes kind of maybe stop short of that and like don't want to pick songs that involve memories like that or situations like that so i'm grateful right. when people are really willing to open up and i've learned so much about people who have like parents who passed away yes. or like spouses that passed away and so it's just like it's been it's been cool and people can like connect that to a song and are willing to yes like just kind of be open about that i'm i'm grateful and honestly like that to me is what music and art in general is here for right like, yeah that's that's all we're all trying to do is make sense of this weird <laughs> thing like we can understand that we exist and are going to die and please make that feel better <laughs> somehow <laughs> you know what i mean like 
either distract me for a bit or make me super present so that I, yeah. you know, like it, yeah. all these avenues can work, but like, yeah. let's find them all. <laughs> you Um, so we're getting into something else kind of, uh, very real. Like, yeah, this is pretty, this is, I mean, so I'm familiar with this version of this song. Oh, cool. I wasn't sure how like ubiquitous it was. So that's cool. So, I mean, I think Ava Cassidy at this point has, is pretty like, yeah, I don't think she has as small of a following as she once might have for sure. And so I, I've heard that I'd heard this before. I was familiar with this before. Obviously I'm familiar with the original. Um, but so like, where are we now with this one? And kind of like, how did this end up on your list? And are, are you a fan of the original or do you just like, do you really like Ava Cassidy? I like the original. Um, I think it's fine. I Shout out to Sting. Shout out to the homie Sting. Yeah. I think Sting is, has a nice voice, I, which is how I judge a lot of my music. Um, <laughs> And I like the song and I think it's, I think it's fine. I like this version better. Um, but well, I this think, version is a lot sadder than the other yeah, one. Yeah. And that's just kind of, I don't know. That's me maybe a little bit. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I, I listen, <laughs> I listen, I was like, yeah, I'll bang with this. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I know the, I know the original so well, but I was kind of like, oh yeah. Like how you've made this even more oh. somber. <laughs> Yes. And just heart wrenching. Uh, And it's funny. I picked this one because I feel strongly about it in so many different ways. Like, so number one, the first thing it evokes in me is uh, my, my professor in college who got me into singing, Mm -hmm. um, who has now passed, which is the really shitty part and hard part. She sang this at one of our retreats. And she had just a beautiful voice and I had never heard this version. So I was just enchanted, you know, like it was so beautiful. And she, she ran into some hard times and, you know, like I kind of lost touch with her before she passed away. And it was just a whole, you know, that, that first taste of like losing someone and then regretting how things were at the end. Yeah. And, you know, like inevitable to some degree. And I, I've come to find out, but didn't feel that way at the time. So like, it makes me think of her in the, in the most like beautiful and melancholy way, you know, like Mm -hmm. it feels like she is singing it to me again when I was that young kid, you know, and it, it, yeah, it's just great. At this point, it's great. It's sad, but it's great. So it makes me think of that a ton. 
And uh, it also makes me think of, uh, well, probably one of the last times we all hung out. Um, well, not the times, but that period in life. Uh, we screwed up and went to a cruise ship for a year. <laughs> um, and people kind of left uh, their lives where they were. And uh, we went. And I can remember, man, I was just smitten with this gal on the ship and she, you know, in retrospect, like she was not as into it as I was, you know what I mean? Like, which I've been on both sides of that. Now I can see that at the time though, you're just so desperate. And I can remember like during some of the great days being on a beach in Bermuda in the sunshine and listening to that song and really like tangibly sitting there and being like, this is a thing you're going to think about when you're old. So like, be here right now yeah. with this song and yeah. do that. Um, and I think I accomplished that because that really rings true. Uh, but it's just that I, it's like the perfect mixture of what life is to me. Just gorgeous memory and hurt and beautiful. Her voice is amazing. I mean, if we're just going to talk about the song, yeah. her voice is just, uh, it's incredible to me. And the like, I don't know the way she can, paint a picture of sunshine in those fields with her voice along with the lyrics and everything and the timbre and ah i just love it i love it so much so yeah. it makes me think of people i've lost it makes me think of moments that are gone it you know just all these things in one beautiful sad pile of goo <laughs> <laughs> did you only do one round of the cruise ship stuff or how like how long I was trying to remember yeah. how long you were out for that for, so and I, I could not two. remember. Two, I did okay, you did two, two okay. cruises, one with Dono in the crew, mm-hmm. and then I did one with randoms, which was <laughs> wild and great and awful in some ways. But no, that's not true. It was mostly awesome. 
the the awful parts were at the end i was like oh life goes on when i'm gone and like people are still living their lives back home and that's a thing i want to be a part of still yeah so i guess i'm gonna go back and do that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um, but yeah, so I did too. So the first one with Donna, we did like six and a half months and we mostly did the Caribbean and Bermuda. And then the second one, part of the reason I took it is it ended up being 10 months, I think. Um, but the the bulk of that was over in the Mediterranean and that was okay. just, it was too good of a thing to pass up and and it was it was amazing. It was great. Yeah. The, the worst part about the cruise life is just it is a more of a free love kind of situation than I am personally comfortable with. And that's not me saying <laughs> it's wrong. That's just me. I get too attached to people, so I can't I can't do that. I'm I'm more of a monogamous man. And uh my tender little heart had <laughs> trouble with that, man. I had trouble with that. It was rough. <laughs> But overall, it was one of those things that I always say, like, one of the best experiences of collective experiences of yeah. my life. I'm so happy I'm di- I did it. I don't ever need to really do it again, probably, you know, like. Especially now, that would be just. Yeah, like, it'd be so weird. Although I, so do, weird. I do still have fantasies of, like, learning enough songs on my uke to be able to sing in a lounge and just do a <laughs> solo act and just, like, do my sunset years and chit chat with the guests i think i think that could be fun that could be nice <laughs> just like play the same chord be like where are you two from yeah, the where front. You from? how you doing where are you from oh i knew a girl in philly once she <laughs> broke my heart broke my heart <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i think I, could, um, I think i could thrive in that role <laughs> there we go that sounds great bitter lounge singer era Ooh. We, I mean, we're staying in kind of like the bittersweet, melancholic uh, area here with this version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yes. And 
uh, this is so this is another one that's like so ubiquitous that I don't even remember how I became aware of this at yeah. some point. And it just was like a song that I was aware of. That's a great question. I know for sure it was heavily featured in 51st Dates, um, which I don't know if you liked, but I love a rom-com. So you I do was, love a well, it's funny that you mentioned it. a, it's funny you mentioned rom-coms. I was telling my wife wendy that she, yeah. uh what that you uh, i think i had mentioned before i had even like asked you to do the podcast that you have your movie podcast yeah and she was like how much do they talk about kate and leopold <laughs> and i was like i don't yes. know if it's come up yet and she's like well they better talk about it it, it comes up from time to time i haven't okay. talked them into doing an episode on it yet we'll get do you there. i i we'll meant to there. i meant to ask at the top before we get into these next couple of songs do y'all only do movies that are celebrating like an anniversary is that kind of the the no, conceit of the show but a lot of them are honestly that just kind of gave us a good reason to pick movies because it was okay. really hard to just pick like from any movie ever what do you want to do next? Do you know what I mean? Like that yeah, was hard. Yeah. Uh, so the like anniversary things was an easy, that sure. was an easy prompt. And then we kind of just look at it. And we're like, oh, I love that one. Let's do that. Or people like this or whatever. Okay. Um, but we also do movies that are in theaters uh, from time to time. We do all the Marvel movies. If you're into that sort of thing, I know not everyone is. Uh, I like them a great deal. They make me cry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of a grab bag, but it, definitely leans heavily at least lately due to nothing else but our laziness uh to the anniversary movies okay okay for sure cool kate and leopold's probably gonna turn 20 soon so i mean you can get it you you, i mean get in there when you can i can't wait his butler named otis came up with the elevator idea like i'm here for it (laughs) i'm here for it so this so how do you i mean i'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this guy's name i wrote it down phonetically if you want me to oh how do you do it Kama ka viva ole. Okay. I so like the it. First, the first W is a V, apparently, which is really okay. cool. And his no first idea. name is Israel. Israel. I, mean, I think yeah. you could have got that one. I believe I got that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for but sure. so, wh- how do we get to this one with you? Man. So, I think I heard it in some in some stuff. I like sad ish versions. Although, that is funny. I never thought about that this is kind of a sad version of this song until you just said that. And I was like, Oh damn, he's right. That is no, like I mean, somewhere over the rainbow is a sad song. Yeah, right. But like, there's something very bittersweet about the way that this is performed. Like, there's some kind of like, yeah, it has to do. It's not. I mean, the ukulele, like that's a whimsical instrument. Whatever. It yes. has to do with the way he's the way he's singing it. Yeah. And there's like a there's like a palpable longing for something. Ah, uh, I love and, it. Yeah, uh, that that whenever I hear this, because I think this has been used in like a million different things. And I think I've seen it uh, yes. maybe used in a TV show or something. And it's just like I, I remember being like, wow, that's so sad. Like just like a song that I don't think about that often, obviously. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, Somewhere Over the Rainbow is real sad. And this is making it less like melodramatic. Yeah. And more like. Uh, honest sadness like a like the real kind of pale like a very tangible like melancholy yes for something that like is so, just out of your grasp yes so sad that it's almost beautiful because we yes. all understand yes. you know yeah. like yeah and i think that's honestly what drew what like drew me to it what a wonderful world 
I like the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow anyway, but his version is just my favorite. Uh, I think it helps that he's on ukulele and I was learning ukulele at the time and still really try to putz around with it, but, you know, uh, to varying degrees of success. But, man, it just, I think you nailed it. I mean, his, like, his melancholy yearning for something. Yeah. And I, I, he's like, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of this dude. Um, he has passed away, which is, which is very sad because he was very, he sounds like he was well loved on the island of Hawaii, yeah, uh, or the islands of Hawaii. I don't know which <laughs> island he was from. Um, but yeah, this dude just, he was a big like, yeah, he's a, a big dude, he's a big dude, like a big fat guy. Uh, and I say that again with all the love in my heart because I am also a big fat guy, and I think I really projected onto him, uh just those feelings of being like, I wish this was something that it, that it isn't. And like, that's okay, but it also sucks. And I'm still going to sit here and sing to this future that I want. And if that gets me close to it, even for a second, that's worth it. Even if it's painful at the same time, you know? Um, so yeah. And just, again, just like beauty, the texture of his voice is just perfect. He's so gentle with it. Like that's the thing is it's there it's very it's so gentle. It's so then I think I think that makes that a thing that heightens the emotions yes. more. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like he 
has this like butterfly of the emotion that he wants to hold in his hand, you know? Yeah. And he's just like, shit, if I talk too loud, it's going to fly away. And then I'm going to be sad. So I'm just going to sit here and do someday I wish upon a star. Like, oh, it's just so great. I love it so much. And I've always loved the uh, wonderful world as well. And it's think- really, it's really neat how he, yeah. I mean, cause that's also a fucking really sad song. Oh. Yes, and yes. it's uh it's so it's it's fascinating how he effortlessly merges them together yeah his transition into it, it it's one of those where it's like you don't even notice it the first yeah. time and then yeah. you're like wait a second and then you're i think like, that was my reaction the first yeah. very first time i heard this all the way through i was kind of yes. like wait how do we get here and then i'm like oh but this is like man he's really going for it yeah and how like life right where you like stop and look around and you're like wait what the hell what yeah. what happened like okay like it's not bad but i don't remember yeah. deciding this you know or whatever <laughs> like this is great i've been hijacked in the best way uh yeah dude i just i love I love what he did with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, it's a little bit like overplayed and charred now, but that's also because it's beautiful and it's great. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm here for it. Don't kiss me goodbye again. Leave this night clean and quiet. Want the last word, you want me to laugh, but leave it for now. All you can say, all you can feel was wrapped up inside that one perfect kiss. Leave it at that. I'll watch you turn a corner. We're getting into something from a musical, from a Broadway oh. musical. Yes. <clears throat> and I, I'm i not a musical guy. Okay. I was familiar with the show because I think when I was in college, somebody sang a song from it yeah. at like a musical review that I was running sound for. This was like the thing when we were in college. And yes. I think that my a friend of mine from college used a song from this musical as his first dance at his wedding. Oh, sure. The next 10 minutes, probably. Probably. Yeah. It's um, 
I was thinking like, is there an uplifting song on this or like a positive song on this? Because it's like not, it's like a sad oh, story, right? I know, but that's what I love about it so much. So uh, from the next five, from the last five years, you picked Goodbye Until to goodbye until tomorrow goodbye until tomorrow yeah it's the last song in the show okay the reason i picked it i really struggled with which song to pick i do you fuck with musicals do you really like musicals a lot oh bro i I fuck with musicals (laughs) hard hard yeah i get i get weirdly obsessed with musicals okay Um, like rent back in the day i was super obsessed with i listened to it you know just numerous numerous times like people will listen to an album on mm-hmm. a drive or something, I will listen to a whole musical and sing every part. Um, I am I am a basic white man, so I got super into Hamilton. I wasn't even going to ask. I kind yeah, of bro. was like, I like, bet he fucks with Hamilton. Yeah, I you know. I, yeah, Everyone's I heard know. me giggle and, and, you know, be excited about everything. So they're like, oh, he jumped on board pretty good there. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it's like a performance, right? Um, I've had some friends that have been on Broadway now, which is such a weird cool thing to know people that have been on that next stage uh the waitress musical and i think actually you had uh, i listened to a couple episodes and you had one gal on that talked about uh sarah Bareilles and the oh yeah 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 i can't remember what she did she was great i loved her her vibe was awesome um but yeah sarah b who i love and who i desperately wanted to get on here but this show in particular the last five years i picked it because it's one of the most brilliant premises for a musical I've ever heard. So for folks that don't know, the whole idea is it's basically just two people in the whole show. And it's about their relationship over the last five years, of course. And it starts, one of the characters, the the gentleman starts at the beginning of their relationship. And the the young lady is at the end of it. So throughout the whole show, they're traveling like, opposite in time they meet in the middle when they're both happy and then they go back away and i just think that concept is brilliant like and it works so well and that's why i picked this song in particular because i love the end of it when like he is so sad and so melancholy and she's just like just go it's so perfect don't ruin it don't don't you dare you know uh uh, so i just love it and she just oh they both just sing their tails off but she's just the omnipresent voice in the song to me and I love it so much I called Elise to help me pack my bags I went downtown and closed the bank account it's not about another shrink it's not about another compromise hurting here I don't know what the hell is left to do You never saw how far the crack had opened You never knew I had run out of rope and I could never rescue you
fellows love you hard and let you love you, God, I loved you so, so we could fight, or we could wait, or I could guide And when when I was when you had sent me this list, I didn't I had forgotten that this was turned into a movie. And yeah. so is it you're, you're you're like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, is no. it is it terrible? Is it a terrible movie? It's most of the not. time when the most of the time I would say that like when plays or a, a musical like a stage musical is yeah. adapted for the screen, there's a high probability that it's going to get it's not going to be good. Especially if you really love the stage version, yeah, <laughs> which I did. Um, I really like Anna Kendrick a lot, uh, so I thought she brought some really fun stuff to it. Um, and the guy is like a legitimate great singer. Um, he does a bunch of Broadway stuff. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but I liked the movie. Okay, it was it was pretty good. I it's also one of those movies I just was like, I don't think it ever could have lived up to my expectation sure. and what I wanted it to be. So like, this is on me to some extent, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, but yeah, I just, I deeply love this show and it still makes me cry at points and laugh and you know, all these things, but that, 
again, it speaks to, I guess I'm finding out from doing your podcast, from doing your therapy podcast here, which I love, uh, that I like to work through things with music. And Buddy, if two years of Zoom therapy every week has taught me anything, yeah, it's bro. how to get people to unpack their I stuff. I love it. I love it. I want to sign up for this every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just like how relationships can be different and it's easy yeah. to forget you know like even if they don't work out it doesn't mean they're an abject failure and that's not an easy thing to remember especially in the moment yeah um, oh yeah oh yeah and just accept and like it works for friendships it works for you know what i mean like yeah just, oh yeah yeah again life is complicated and goopy and hard so like if you can pull some joy out of it do it like don't you know like we don't know what's coming tomorrow be happy right now if you yeah. can if you can't yeah. i get it but if yeah. you can like try your best you know like you deserve it kind of stuff and this this musical brings that out in me i just i love it so much and to just see their their crossing of paths and you know the things that they loved about each other at the beginning are the things they hate about each other at the end and you know, wanting to be in a relationship with someone for what you want them to be rather than what they are. Yeah. That's like, that is, um, that is a thing that I like, it's, it's wild when you come to that realization about something when you are much, much older Yeah, because you can look back and see why something didn't work because you were like, Oh, I wanted you to be this thing that you were not that I thought you were. And I didn't appreciate the person, like the person that yes. was there. Yeah. And also thank God. Cause we would have like, it wouldn't have been great long term yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right? Like there's so, uh, I don't know. I'm not like a, there's a reason for everything, but there's a lesson in everything kind of guy, you know, like, you know, those are those are teachable moments. Teachable moments, baby. Teachable moments, baby. Right, that's you know the, the spin-off podcast. I can't wait to hear that one. That's gonna be great. Teachable moments with Dr. Kev E. Fly. Yeah, oh. what's up? <laughs> There's like a big disclaimer. Kev E. Fly is not a doctor. It's not like, a doctor. <laughs> He's akin to Dr. Oz or Dr. Phil. Only so I'm a, nicer. I'm a sh- I'm a charlatan. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. I am trying to run a grift and start a mega church. So, I mean, like any kind of scam I am, I am here for. You're going to fit right in, man. You're going to fit right in. There's lots of money out there. I had a dream. Was it real? We crossed the line and it was Take me to the stars Just like saved um yes. my one of my favorite artists carly ray jepson yeah. an absolute treasure a gem 
Cut to the Feeling though is like a non-album song. This was on a soundtrack, wasn't it? Like how do do you yeah. do you listen to a lot of girl pop? Is that like a thing that you're into? Like how do you are you have yeah. you been a Carly Rae Carly Rae fan for a long time? I've been a Carly Rae fan since the beginning. I'm not going to sit here and say like I go deep into the catalog, but everything I hear, I'm like, yeah, girl, you got it and I'm here <laughs> for it. Like I love it. Uh I love pop stuff a ton. Um and it was it was featured on damn it again just showing out how big of a nerd I am. This was also in New Girl, uh, at one point. No, that was Greenlight. That was Greenlight. I'm wrong. Yeah, that's my lord. Yep, I'm dumb. You're I'm, you're I'm getting dumb. your you're I'm getting conflated. your pop girls confused. I did like an old man thing where I was like, I don't know, it was a young lady singing. Has a it. has a loose association with Jack Antonoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, do, I actually don't know where I heard this. I don't if I just heard it, you know, on Spotify for the first time or what. But this song is crystalline perfection of what pop music should be in my head, and I just love it so much. I think she's got like the most beautiful, like clearest toned voice out there. It's just so great and like perfect i don't know i love it so much and her vibe is just like she seems like she's there to have fun and i love that you know she's she's very i mean i don't want to say she's wholesome but but it she, feels like that like a little bit she, right yeah like i mean there's a coyness to a lot of her yes. songs yeah she's never it's never like body or like really explicit but there's definitely like she's like playful and suggestive at times with her lyricism yes um but yeah, I think she's great. I Emotion is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, I and, really need to listen to her, one of her albums, top to bottom, because I don't oh think man. I've ever done that. So Emotion oh, and right Dedicated there. are both incredible, and then they both have corresponding collections of B sides. Oh, because when yeah. she when she makes an album, she records like. 30 songs oh no and then starts like whittling whittling them down and so dedicated had so many songs she released a whole other us like a second like a beat dedicated b-sides is like 12 more songs she's just so cool she's very like i mean when she's in the studio she's very prolific yeah some of the the, some of the b-sides are arguably better than what ended up on the album oh i love that yeah so so i i ride so hard for carly ray and i'm i'm always when other people talk about her on the show, because I think a couple, maybe like one or two other people have brought her on, I have just been like, yes, let's yes, talk about Carly right. Like, let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think, honestly, like, I think you loving her kind of made me give her a second look as well, <laughs> like in a weird way, because because I'm not much of a music guy as far as like listening, like we've talked sure. about in a big way anyway. Um, I, I look to like people that I like that I know have thought about things deeply and, and love stuff. And sometimes I'll, you know, give things second chances, not because I didn't like her stuff Im- immediately, but I was like, Oh wait, Kevy flies into this. Like, all right, <laughs> all right, I'm here. Like, I love that. Cause I, I mean, already liked it. So my I'm, hard pivot to girl pop, it was like Carly Ray was like a perfect gateway for me. Yes. It was like, I liked emotion yes. from the day it was released and a couple after a couple of years, I started to be like, you know, I like it. It was like 2019. I had some really hard pivot, and I was yes. like forcing my coworkers to listen to Britney Spears with me at work, and they were kind of like, "Man, are you okay?" Yeah, like, and I was like, 
no, but we're going to listen to Britney right now, and I don't want to hear anything about yeah. it. Yeah, let's just not go deeper into it than that, shall we? <laughs> yeah. I've always loved women singer-songwriters, and then I realized that I like a lot of their upbeat tunes, you know, equally as much <laughs> yeah. as their sad stuff. So I was like, oh, damn, I'm just going to go into this, uh, like, straight pop and just inject it into my veins. Like, I'm so here for it. Yeah, Carly Rae is like a lot of it is really upbeat. Like she has so much enthusiasm in her music. And like you said, wholesome, but in like a kind of a wink way. Like Yeah, there's a lot of winking. A couple a couple of songs are very like a big like breaking the fourth wall wink to the listener. But it's never like I mean I think about how horny pop music can be sometimes. And it's just kind of like, that's fine. But it's like I do appreciate that she is willing to she doesn't write that way yes, and she totally. like is she is like it's not projecting like an affect or an image but it's definitely like she has cultivated this kind of like her music is almost more intelligent than that yeah yeah or like she's yeah she's like i'm not one faceted like yeah i want to get down sometimes but when i want to or whatever you know like yeah yeah know. it's very empowering too which i really like about her stuff uh yeah, I don't know. And the hook is just like, I want to cut to the feeling. You got it's that, so, like, that disco Everything is so her. big. Oh, so like, cool. all her songs are so big. Yes. Um, yeah, like, she has to like musical theater, right? Like, she was into that at some point. <laughs> she I does mean, seem it, like a musical theater Right? Kid, Doesn't she? that seem just right? Like, she I wanted... mean, she was, uh, she was on Canadian Idol. Like, that oh, was kind of her whole... Yeah, like oh. years and years before Call Me Maybe, she was um oh, like man. she was a struggling singer and songwriter in Canada and she was on Canadian Idol. Man, she was like a finalist. Cool. Yeah. I almost picked Call Me Maybe. 
<laughs> that I was Call like, Me Maybe is a fucking like, bop. Oh, I love I, that song. A timeless, timeless bop. But that one got played so much that then I found myself being like, I actually kind of like this one maybe even more because it feels special or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a deep, I mean, like her fans really like this. I mean, the thing with Carly Rae, and this is, uh, I mean, when I was, we were talking before about Aretha Franklin yeah. and that book, uh, the book, a Little Devil in America by Hanifa Durakeeb. That whole book is about African-American performance in America. Yeah. But he also writes about pop music and he's written a million essays about Carly Rae Jepsen. Cool. And there's a, a he's a there's one where he's like, I don't know why Carly Rae Jepsen is not the biggest pop star in the world right Honest now. Honest to I'm, God. He's like, I'm no longer interested in that. I'm interested in how an album lives. That's and so cool. it's about, it's about like, the life of the album emotion and kind of like how she translates that's in like that into a live show. Oh, that's um, cool. Have you yeah, seen so her like, live? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, I, I wish I, I wish like. I did. I wish I had gone. Um, and if she tours again, when it's safe to go to things, I will, I will definitely buy tickets because I would, I would just wild the fuck out the whole time. Yeah. Hit me up when but, that happens. I'll go with you. I'll, hype. Um, I'll be your hype man. That's great. But yeah. It's, so it's like, why she's at the biggest pop star after Call Me Maybe, I have no idea. She has a really, really cult, like she has a cult following yeah. though of like of like people who like pop, but also like people like me who are like, I am a I am pushing 40. I am a white man with a beard. I listen to Hell Elliot yeah. Smith and like sad white person music. Yes. And it's like, but I love her so much that it's just like she has these pockets of fans that you don't think would be listening to this kind of music. And that's, that I think is more compelling than her being the biggest star in the world. It is so interesting. Cause she's also like really gorgeous, you know, and that's not like her defining quality to me at all, but it seems like people would, you know, like advertisers and stuff would love that too. And try to, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's, she's in her like mid 30. Like means like she is, that's like so great Good almost a, like i mean she's like in her mid-30s like she is just like not like an elder stateswoman of pop music but it's just like she has but kind constructed, of constructed <laughs> yeah. she's well i mean she's constructed a career yeah that is on her own terms i think in yes. terms of like the music she wants to make how she wants to make it it doesn't have to be a hit single she has a following that. yeah and so like that's i think is neat and honestly in that way she's probably winning because i think she doesn't get any of the nonsense of being like super crazy famous and you know like at the beck and call of advertisers and the money yeah. behind it and yeah. all that crap but still gets to be famous to her people like that's cool yeah. that's great yeah. that's a perfect niche to be in i hope that's um, the reason i love that reason <laughs> <laughs> i'm on board <laughs> so we we made it we made Dude, it through all your tunes that was great um so I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to do this. I'm really grateful. This was such a fun conversation, man. Oh, it was yeah, really dude. good catching up over these tunes and chopping it up. Where can people find information about your podcast, The Avid Endorsement? Yeah, you can go to theavidendorsement.com. Um, you can go to Twitter and follow me at Bukes uh, if you want over there. That'll work. You'll find us out there. If you go there. Okay. Yeah, and if you go sure. on the Avid, the Avid, the Avid Endorsement website has all the information about like your yeah. other social channels, yep. Patreon and Absolutely. where to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for cool. sure. And it's available everywhere. You know, Spotify, all those good things. Available um, in your grocer's freezer. It, it will be. It's right in there next to the frozen peas, you know, to, to help heal you when your, your head is bruised. I don't know. I lost it. I don't know, man. <laughs> 
That's okay. Doing the best I um, can. <laughs> that, oh, I appreciate. I really appreciate. It. Thank you again so much. This was such a good conversation. Thank you yeah, dude, for coming thank you on so the much show, for man. Me really on. appreciate this is, it. This is a great idea for a show, and I love oh, it. Thanks. I've, I've loved listening, pre- even oh. even when I don't know any of the tunes. It's such a oh, treat. So thank you. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Once again. I'd like to thank Bugs, the homie, for pulling up and chopping it up with me about music and how it has related to various parts of his life. If you are at all interested in listening to the podcast that he co-hosts, it's a really wholesome time. It's a lot of fun. It's a good one to toss on if you're doing stuff around the house or if you're going on a walk or whatever. Uh, it is the avidendoorsman.com. You can find uh, where to listen to it and all of their social media right there. They update roughly once a week with new episodes. It's a, lot, it's a good time. And if you just want to holler at Bugs uh, on Twitter, he is at Bugs. A nice, easy handle. B-U-E-G-S. And if I may, I'd like to take a little time and reflect on this season of the show. First and foremost, uh, thank you again to all of the guests this season who were kind enough to humor me when I asked them if they would want to be on the show. So big thanks to Sarah Kruger, Michelle Morgan, Stephanie Henry, Rachel Hanel, Joe Kleinbrill, Nicole Fegan, and Eric Bugler. And second, thanks to you, the listener. Listeners like you. Viewers like you. This is PBS now. No, I'm just playing. But the show is just one of many podcasts in the world, and there are so many. It can be overwhelming sometimes with all the podcasts out there. So if you regularly listen, if you've checked it out at all during the time I've been doing this, uh, I'm very grateful that you gave it a listen. So thanks for being here. Um, I stopped short of calling it an idle threat, but at the end of the last few seasons, uh, the last two for sure, I am never really sure what's going to happen in the future, if this is going to come back or not. Um, This could be it. You never know. It's not easy wrangling guests and coordinating interviews and editing the show and then setting up each episode to be published. Um, This season, thankfully, was the one that came together the easiest and with the least amount of problems in the behind the scenes stuff, but they're not all going to be like that. And here I I am again, and I find myself at the end of a run of shows wondering how sustainable this is gonna be as this year continues, and if it's something that I still really feel up to doing. So if this is it, thank you for your time. If this is not it, Maybe I'll see you later. Um, so thank you again. If you are inclined to smash that like button or whatever, um, do it. Feel empowered. You have the agency to smash those buttons. You can follow and subscribe to this show and your preferred podcast platform. There are so many out there. Um, and if you feel so compelled to rate and review, I guess that's nice too. I don't know if people have kind things to say about this or not. Uh, And you can also holler at me on the social media platform of your choice. I'm on Twitter as at KeviFly, and I am on Instagram as the same. Um, It'd be nice to hear from you. If you are a listener of the show, hit me up. Let me know how you're doing. Until next time, if there is a next time, uh, keep wearing a mask. Wearing two masks if you can. Um, Is it uncomfortable? Who's to say? Keep washing your hands. 
Black Lives Still Matter. And remember, adopt, don't shop. <laughs>